Hello and welcome to Woo Woo, your guide to everything that's happening in the Wooniverse and a podcast about all things spiritual, well-being and of course, Woo. I'm your host, Betty Andrews, a manifestation and spiritual coach and founder of Woo Woo, an app to match you with your spiritual squad, connecting you to your new spiritual BFFs and allows you to shop from spiritual services such as tarot readers, astrologers, healers and so much more, launching soon. But let's dive into today's episode. It's always so aggressive when it does that. Um, right, so obviously I can edit any stuff out, right? So, okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Betty. Welcome to the first ever episode of Woo Woo! Can I get a Woo Woo? I am the founder of Woo <laughs> Woo. I'm the founder of Woo Woo, which is an app that will match you with your favorite astrologers, tarot readers, spiritual healers, and all kinds of spiritual entrepreneurs locally and globally. We're in the middle of building it at the moment, and it's going to launch at some point in the future, unsure when. But yeah, and in the meantime, we're all about building that spiritual community, which is why we're launching this podcast which I'm very excited about. And I'm even wearing pajama bottoms because we're in the middle of lockdown in 2021. So everyone, we just need a bit of magic in our life, which is why we're doing this. And I am absolutely honored to have our very first guest and a very good friend of mine, Samantha Tune. Hi, Sam, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yay! I'm just gonna do like a bit of an official intro. Here we go. Samantha Tune hails from Liverpool, England, and now lives in sunny Australia and lives here in Sydney with me. Well, not in the same house as me. That would be very fun. (laughs) She is a magical being who's a spiritual advisor, guide, poet, and a Reiki healer who helps her clients heal and align with their best selves and live their best lives. She comes from a really cool background of being a holistic hairdresser and in a past life was an award-winning hairdresser and has worked at fashion weeks around the world with some real A-list style clients. And now she's pivoted into being more of a spiritual advisor when her clairvoyant abilities really started coming out and she started noticing more of a magic and aligning with it. And so now she channels divine beings to help her clients and guide and heal them, like I said, so they can really live their best life. And she really has the best energy. If she's not hula hooping on Bondi Beach and being papped by the Daily Mail, she is um, creating amazing dances and poetry on Instagram. So we'll drop all of her links so that you can go and follow her. Hi, Sam. Welcome. Wow. One intro. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's such an honor. And I love how you say in a past life, I was a holistic hairdresser. And it's just so um, right to say that, isn't it? Because we live so many lives in this this vessel, in this one life. We live many of them. Um, Yeah, thank you. That was was amazing. Yeah, well, thank you for being here. So let's let's just start at, right at the beginning. So you you were born, bred, grew up in Liverpool, England. What was that like? Yeah, um, it was tough. Like mm. Liverpool, it was. It can be quite dense and very judgmental. Um, yeah, it wasn't easy. I had a lot of um, self worth issues. I had experienced a lot of bullying growing up in school and really struggled in school actually I'm dyslexic so I always felt different I could never really connect and and like get what most of the teachers were speaking about so I just always felt like I never really fitted in I suppose and materialism was huge mm. um, so if you didn't like have designer stuff on if you you didn't have your hair and makeup done like there was just so many judgments um and that's when like I fell into hairdressing really hairdressing mm. oh I, I found something that I'm actually good at 
and it and it really was so good to be a hairdresser in Liverpool because especially for the women, they love the glam. Like the, the Liverpool ladies are the most well pruned, like pruned women I've I I've seen like as a as a culture. So the hair and beauty industry was very big with mm. Yeah, and on like what sort of age did you get into hairdressing and what was your career like from there? Yeah, I mean, I was in school cutting people's hair, so that was just something I'd done. So, you know, the big razors that you shave your legs with? Yeah, well, what, well, what do you remember mullets when they were in? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. unfortunate. <laughs> well, the mullets were in and um, I figured out that if you, you raise it, the, the hair, you create a nice mullet, nice texture mullet. And I'd cut people's hair with the kitchen scissors that were like super big. Oh wow. And I, just, just my friend, but they actually, I could cut the hairstyle that was in. So I started cutting people's hair for like 10 pounds. Um, my nan even went and bought me a professional pair of hair scissors. She bought me a very pair of, my very first pair of hairdressing scissors. Mm. So then uh, while I was still in school, I got a Saturday job in a hair salon and was working there on the weekends. Yeah. And just really picked it up, you know, I'd watch and I'd be able to do it. Just stop watching and um, left school and took on a full-time job and slash apprenticeship. All right, and what, what did it feel like to go from an environment where you must have felt like you were struggling like with the dyslexia and also on the schoolyard with the bullying, which is horrific. Like, what did it feel like to step into something that you could do straight from the off? Yeah, I found my place. Like, it was like, this is me thing, you know? I, I mean, even as a kid, I remember teaching myself to do a braid in the back on my own and I'd, on, on the doll's head and I'd be like, oh, and I'd just play and it'd just be, it was in my blood. Mm. So, but I had a perception of hairdressing, like it's not a prop, it's not a proper job. You know, it's not, um, it's still not something that, you know, someone that, like to me, it was like, I was programmed about like, corporate and suits and all of that and that's business and that's proper whereas I always had these limiting beliefs from society as well and it was quite low paid so it's not really until you work for yourself that you can actually financially thrive mm. and, um, but yeah it was nice I found my home even though there's a lot of limitations still and challenges that still came from being a hairdresser yeah and did you like have any highlights over this span of your career like what were some of the coolest things you did um well it was probably there's a, there's a few but i remember winning the cutting competition and the cool the coolest thing about that though was i'd actually never cut this hairstyle before and i'd never used a blade like the, the tool but when I did start cutting hair I was originally using a shaver so but I'd actually never really worked on anyone with this cutter with this tool yeah in that moment um my model said to me oh you can cut a little bit more off if you want so on the competition floor it was like another I channeled another hairdresser that come through me because I'd done like this asymmetric bob that I'd never cut before and I got, there was three judges, two of them marked me like 10 out of 10 and one of them marked me like nine out of 10. So it was near, near perfect score. So that was, that was nice because that was probably the moment where I was like, well, I'm not, cause I was still young as well. I was still like seven, I was still like 17. Mm. I'd be like 17. Wow. And I still didn't really trust that I was like a good hairdresser. You know, you always you have a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm. Yeah. So that was nice. And then you know, I'm obviously going to Sydney and London Fashion Week. That 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 were highlights. 
Yes. Oh, nothing, there's nothing as fun as Fashion Week. I mean, there's a lot of ego, isn't there? Like, I've definitely had some experience there as well, but it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely not what you think it is. <laughs> like, if you think it's glamorous, it's not, like, at all. Um, but the growth and the perceived limitations that, like, something's hard and then actually doing something, that's you know can be done it's not it's not as hard as you think it is mm. the intention so then achievements from more so for what people perceive it to be i found i found that once i could say oh yeah i've done here after fashion week there people go oh and it, it, it like it changed their my perceived value um which at the time you know my ego loved <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course like because you hadn't had that necessarily growing up right yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and what was like your relationship like with the the spiritual world all the way through this like you know as a child growing up and you know as a hairdresser well I wasn't aware of it however I am a twin that passed in the room so oh part of me that's already passed over the other side and I've constantly been I've always I've always been speaking to someone I did like I always felt like I wasn't on my own um I always felt different in the sense that I'd like know things or my intuition I was like highly sensitive and I'd see things before they'd happen but yeah I mean growing up you're told that magic isn't real you know mm. you're, you're told to be in the real world like you've got to work hard and and this this is the way it is whereas I've always been such a dreamer and um, that yeah I always I always knew there was more but but, but forgot really mm. um so it wasn't until I came to Australia and had a breakup, like a breakdown of my relationship, that I fully started reconnecting with my higher self and my angels and guides. Wow, and what was it about that breakup in particular that, that triggered this? Why that and not something else? I think because there were so many signs that I ignored. Oh yeah. The body was just constantly saying like, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, and it has happened. So that relationship in particular was like one of the biggest lessons and one of the biggest blessings because it really did crack me open of my shadows. And um, there was a lot of manipulation, like there was a lot of confusion. And it wasn't until spirit, like, showed me things in dreams and then they started coming true or like give me intuition to like look in certain ways or ask certain questions so it was from that was like the the decoding of the lies that I'd believed and started becoming aware of myself and my thoughts when the separation happened because there was no influence from that 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 relationship then because it was quite a long one it was like eight years yeah right mm, yeah so yeah it was really it was really that and then once there was space it just and i started questioning things and being curious it started then the universe started showing me more and more evidence then it was like you are true this is true um and then it was like this magical spiritual awakening wow what does an awakening feel like like you're losing your mind <laughs> yeah how about you um yeah i have a really similar story growing up like saw things saw ghosts or things before they happened new conversations were going to happen um it always preempted things um and i used to think that it was like a trauma response when i was a kid and i became oversensitive but i actually did it way before that stuff even happened but i had like a lot of, of malevolent spirits that were very attracted to me and were very physical and i just did not want anything to do with it because that was worse than the monsters under your bed 
Mm. What was that like? Oh, it's like, we used to live in this really fucking massive house when I was growing up that my dad had converted from, you know, he fixed the roof, there's like massive holes in it. So he really, really like worked on it. And it was, it was hundreds of years old. And like, I would go to the bathroom, you know, at night, as you need to when you're a kid, right? Cause you know, hold it. And I would have to get him to come with me because there were some very evil spirits in the corridor of that house. And like, I guess it's hard to know if the spirit is evil or not, or like, I am not okay enough yet in, into knowing that, but it's as an adult, like when I went home a few years later, uh, sorry, a few years ago from Sydney to England to visit my family, I told them about this. And my older brothers and sisters who were like 20 years older than me, like from a different marriage, they told me that they were absolutely certain that on that corridor, they felt it too. And it was just so weird that from a five-year-old experience and there's been certain things like that when I've told my cousins that I've seen spirits on a corridor and the stairs of their big old house that they lived in that they told me that they experienced the same. And so I always felt very isolated in it. So I shut it down. Mm. So I think for me, it all started coming back a few years ago um, and I get very psychic downloads. But even so, like, I think as a business advisor and mentor that I am, I have been stuck in the very Yang 3D world and so have denied a lot of it. And it was only really like, hanging out maybe with you know you and some of the other crew and a few of my other friends that over the last year or so that I really opened up with it all so it feels like you're drunk it feels like the world turns itself upside down and you're dealing with two different levels of people and one's not better than the other but there's very different narratives like the, the world feels like the matrix and yeah, just opening up your eyes and I'm still in the process of it. So yeah, I think you were like further along than me in the journey and yeah. I don't know, is that what you felt like as well? But I mean like there's no further along, there's just um, mm. different different journeys. That that that's no that's it. It's just different um life paths or like there's different times for different things. Mm. so that we can um like help and share information from different experiences but i really relate with that it's 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 like your whole world getting slipped from beneath your feet and you just dropping into another dimension but still in this body still with the same people in the game but it's a whole different game because you're not, you start, you, you're, not, you're not actually operating and looking from out there anymore. You, you, you're going within and you start to use this as a remote and actually work with the powers of the universe and, and start to, to be the alchemist as well. Yeah. Start to be able to actually create your reality, which is so exciting when you start getting manifestations coming true when you have your first manifestation where you're like i created this <laughs> it's like it's like a drug addiction it's like the highs are so high because you're like wow this is so magical yeah it's um might have never like transpired as immediate things they've been like you know You'll wait. I saw this meme on Instagram because I can follow loads of it's, it's, yeah, spiritual memes. And it's, I think it was Manifestation Babe doing it like a, a story. And she was like, you know, that feeling when you realize that you're living the life that the 16 year old version of you wanted. And I was like, fuck, oh, that's me. Like, but it's taken a long time to get there. But yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, how you can literally create your reality. And that means that you're responsible for everything, like the good and the bad. And I think people don't necessarily like that all the time because they think that that means if they've been attacked or something or hurt that they have deserved it. And that's not the same meaning. It's a different, it's a different meaning, but yeah. What, like, what's the most exciting thing you've ever manifested? Cause it, again, it's like that it's, I, I completely relate with the uncle 
subconscious like not realizing that it's manifested and then you're just like in the moment one minute and you're like I created this um, exciting I had I had like a like a romantic experience that appeared yeah. in my reality like this like and, and you know what it it that that transformed my belief system of what was possible so I don't actually know if that person understands how that that interaction was for me it was only short mm. but you know when you just you know you're in not the best relationships you are sitting there and you visualize about actually being appreciated actually romantic stuff yeah out of the third eye it's like <laughs> <laughs> Those that can't see this on the podcast and that aren't watching the video, Samantha keeps pointing to her forehead and doing almost like, I don't know what the hand gesture is, but yes. Reaction from my third eye, like a movie, a mental movie. Yeah. Um, But I was working in the hair salon and this guy walked, Pat looked into, into the salon and then I was like, is he looking at me? And then he ended up coming in and... Um, and I was like, hi, can I help you? And he was like, do you have a pen? So I gave him a pen. And then he started writing his number down. But like two seconds, like just before that, I was talking about manifestation, how I'm attracting romance. And then a man and a guy literally walked in the door. Um, and then he looked at me and he just had the most beautiful face you've ever seen. And he was just like, and I was just like, he was like, what's at me? And then left. And I was like, that, does that, didn't even know that happened because I'd actually just downloaded Bumble and Tinder. And I was a bit like, I'm not into this. I'm not into this online dating. It's just not really something I'm vibing. Like what happened to like old school stuff? And then yeah, someone just walked in and just romanticized me. It was the best. That's a bit crazy, isn't it? I love that. I love yeah. it. Cra- crazy does feel like it, you keep using that word. It does feel like that when you're going through it. And I think like for the people that aren't into it or haven't experienced it, like that's the word they apply, isn't it? And it's just, it's interesting when it happens to you and then you're like no longer part of the matrix, like because you can't, you see so much further than just that, the constraints. I know. What about your manifestation? Do you know what it happened this year actually um i had on my vision board as one of the speakers for my other business hustle and heart that i really wanted to be around maruso um from girl boss and she is the founder of like nasty gal and girl boss and she's a really really big entrepreneur like it's been on the cover of forbes and stuff and i always i really looked up to her and i always liked that she was my bullshit so she had picture had been on my manifestation board for like, ages and then this year i just I just reach out and do things like take inspired action and I reached out to her agent to see if Sophia would want to speak on my tiny little podcast and she did and then it happened and it all happened really easily and I was just like what is this and and I hadn't realized she was on my vision board until maybe two months later like she's still on there she's still on there and like it's crazy like I'll I'll message her and she messages me back like I was messaging her this morning and it's like I feel like we're friends but we're not friends <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's not the case but yeah I really I really like her so I'm trying to also now manifest time with Richard Branson and Oprah they're also going on the vision board actually Richard Branson's been on there for years yeah it is and it's not a tiny podcast it's a huge <laughs> transformational podcast massive huge um so what has been like one of the most yeah let's go there the most chilling experiences that you've had with spirit when you say chilling like goosebumps or however you interpret it There's a few, um, uh, chilling. Okay, I, I, I've, I've, I've been connecting with certain spirits for a while. 
Um, but one, when I first had like one of one of the many things that happened to me was a dream. And in the dream, I connected with these two boys from back home who've committed suicide. Oh, wow. And they came to me in the dream and they were speaking to me um, telling me like they didn't know there was another way out. And like I woke up and I was like, wow. And then there was a crowd like staring at me. And but that was like, it was like, I knew it was true. And then that was only the beginning. And then throughout the years, one of the one of them in particular has came to me more like often so he's been coming to me to deliver a message um but it's interesting because i know him and that's like this is like the first time that like anything like that has ever really happened to me and because it was happening over such a long period of time and there was lots of different things that it was that i started to build me trust within this connection and i actually um i've went to courses to like learn how to enhance your senses so that you can so you can translate it more clearer clearer because the human mind can get involved and then that's where it mixes up the messages so i had a dream about him i woke up it was it was so vivid and strong so that i was writing the dream down and as i was writing the dream down i was like i feel like you're still with me and, um, and then I just like I, I had a mirror next to me, and I and I looked into the mirror, and I could I couldn't see it. I could only explain if you've seen ghosts, like the movie, the way um, Patrick Swayze is is there, but she can't see him, but she can hear him. And as clear as day, I gave him permission to use me as a vessel, and he said, "Nice one, Sam." That was chilling because that was so clear like the voice the tone like and i was just like Whoa! like i was just bawling um yeah. and i was like writing down the message um but i was quite scary because yeah it's quite scary there's parts of it that is is daunting about delivering messages like that when someone has passed on in such a way as well yeah um, so because there's no science and there's no data, like some people don't always connect and it can be quite emotional. So that was very chilling because it felt like, wow, what a responsibility, but what a gift and honor at the same time. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something, isn't it? Like, was the message for his family? Was it for the world? Like his family. Yeah. And I almost feel he's with me constantly because there's a lot of men. I like my past relationships have been quite toxic and abusive, but there's no um, resentment or anything towards them because I understand like the trauma and the way that it's been embedded in us as a culture to not actually express our emotions. Therefore it comes out in a lot of toxic ways. Um, so there's a lot that comes up for me around men's mental health even though that's not really a space that I enter into, but I feel like he's with me and he wants me to help other people, other men lead the men. Um, and, and I feel that from my hometown, like deep. Um, and I feel like that's why he comes through to me because drink, drugs, alcohol, it's, it's a way that um, to cope a mechanism for so many and there's so many suicides. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, you once told me as well that over the years that you have been in similar, not like suicidal positions, but like you have had to use alcohol as a way to try and cope with your past. Like what's your relationship like with it now and how spiritual spirituality also helps you heal? Yeah. Yeah, and I started drinking at the age of 12. Wow. You know, I was hospitalized in... I've been hospitalized like six times. Um, but three times as a four times as a youth in school. Mm -hmm. Four times, yeah, yeah. That was alcohol misuse. Um, and then growing up, you know, partying, recreational drugs, like the lot. It's so normal. Um, yeah. Last in, in the society that I grew up in, and. Um, 
yeah like now i actually i actually haven't drank alcohol since september wow. so congrats yeah, i'll nearly be coming up to a year of you no know, alcohol which is like i never ever ever imagined that would be possible um, but it's for me it's when i started diving into the energy work when i started diving into actually being a vessel for spirit i started realizing how important it was for me to keep my vessel clean mm -hmm. and i mean i still struggle sometimes like with food and sugar and um you know we don't always make the best choices for ourselves but that's okay that's just another indication that you know we're, we're still a human and that's what we are human so um for me it was about what was raising me vibration and what was taken from it and i definitely wouldn't have been able to not drink anymore if i hadn't have done the inner work if i hadn't have found that i can actually experience them highs in different ways without it because it's actually embedded in us to to have fun you know or like for me it was the confidence thing working on my confidence because i found with with having a drink it would help me be my weird self and like now i'm just like ah oh, i'm i'm here like i can get to be here without the hangover so um yeah it's been a real journey and i'm not gonna say i'm never gonna drink again like i don't know it's just at this part of me journey it's just not aligning with me anymore yeah that makes sense and and it's really interesting what you said about how it helped you connect with your weird side or at least bring the weird side out and now it's just out and about right <laughs> yeah out there living its best life and um what were some of the things that helped you feel more confident just doing the inner work i think really getting clear on um visualizing the best version the version that i wanted to be and i i used to i used to make myself sick i used to not have a, a very positive self-image at all and i um, used to admire that like even the people that would have conflict but when they were being their truth in their truth and their power I would just admire that so much because I was like you know like they don't even care that they're upsetting someone but, which is not something I align with but they're just they're being themselves and just that confidence to 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 be true to the to, to yourself I just was like I would love to be that or just people that were bright or people that made you feel good. It's like th there were so many times where I'd want to say things and that I made float, my throat chakra was so blocked that I'd, I wouldn't have been molded into someone else. So really delving deep into myself, getting the vision of the type of person, the best version of me that I wanted to be. Yeah. And then like, so I'm aligning with that energy and really just doing the work and, and and from that was the breakdown of the old version of me and then the isolation and feeling alone and all that but then it made space for the new version which actually helped me attract and manifest in my tribe which is actually the, probably the, the most important reason that I, I get to be this person today because you will make it safe for me and I think when you spoke about the spiritual stuff and it was never really safe and you shut it down I think mm. there is a spiritual closet yes a lot of us are hiding in and too many people are afraid to actually be their weird and wonderful magical self because the matrix society mm. will them you as it being insane you know hearing voices and being weird, outcasted, or this is the, the grand awakening. Like we are all waking up and rising in consciousness. So having the soul tribe is what has helped me whenever I feel that, you know, someone's projected their judgments onto me and, it, and I take that on as mine. 
I have amazing empowering friends to remind me of who I am and pick me up and remind me that whatever anyone else thinks of me is only a projection of the trauma or the judgments that they have about themselves and I'm reflecting that back. So I think when we keep that in mind that we can't control how people think or feel. So we might as well embody your higher self, be true to your soul and them triggers are actually helping them because that will help them heal. So yeah. keep wow. in mind. What does it mean to embody something for those people that don't know? So like most of the time I feel like we're so disconnected from the body. Um, so we can have a thought or we can have something that's like going around in here, but we don't really live it. We don't really be it. You know, we're, we're not, when I say embodying it, it's kind of like stepping into it and putting, putting it on as a, as a bodysuit or as a vibration. So like someone who, um, someone might say they value self-love, but they don't really embody it because they might not, not, they might abuse themselves or make poor choices in certain moments. And in that moment, you wasn't embodying it. But it's not to say that's as, as a whole, you know, there's times where we're feeling more embodied in certain things and then there's times when we're not. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I had so many questions as you were speaking as well and you can never possibly like remember them all. <laughs> but um, I really like what you're saying about the spiritual closet and it's so freaking interesting because that's exactly how I feel at the moment that I'm coming out of the closet, especially starting a spiritual business. And it feels exactly like when I came out of the closet at 21 as bisexual and was not met in a very positive way by my family. But I feel like when you come out of the spiritual closet as well, it can be just as ostracizing, maybe not as violent with people's responses, because I know a lot of people have violence in response to coming out of the closet which is a shame and needs to change for sure but like how do you then go about finding your you know your spiritual tribe your friends how did you do it and how can other people do that well we will we'll help <laughs> nice plug <laughs> I, I didn't even set it up for that <laughs> i'm not a good brand ambassador yeah that's true we was we was definitely one way <laughs> okay. but Again, doing the, doing, so setting the intention first of like the type of friends you want, the type of person that you want to be, um, and then just like doing the work. And most of the time, it's not finding, it's aligning and attracting. Ooh. Yeah, because, yeah, the right people will come to you in divine timing. But often there is a period where you can feel isolated and alone because you kind of having to detach from the old you and 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 disconnect so my best advice would be to like you know seek some spiritual help seek some spiritual guidance start getting some some energy work connecting with communities that are about there's a lot of communities now and um, spending a lot more time in that space even if it is online because then you're tuning your frequency to them type of people and it will happen organically and naturally. I wouldn't say it's something that you can try to do. Um, it's just something that will happen automatically when the time is right. Yeah, nice. And who has been like some of your closest supporters for you, like out of your friends? Like who are your co-collaborators? Oh, that's so, I've actually, actually so lucky. Like I've, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, when I get married, when, when I align with him, whoever he is, <laughs> I'm gonna have like so many bridesmaids because, <laughs> like, I'm gonna be that person with like a team of bridesmaids because there's, there's just 
so many women that I'm best friends with on, on a heart level that have all individually helped me be the person I am today. Like, yeah, I mean, men as well. But my life is definitely mainly, mainly women. And um, yeah, I mean, like Katie, we're a bitch, she's my business partner. Um, so we run the self-love workshops together. She actually was my Reiki master and she attuned me with my Reiki training, which I've then now developed into the conscious hairdressing. So she's been a huge influential um, guide for me and support. But I mean, I could, I could literally name so many. <laughs> a group of us called the Witches. <gasps> um, I love that. Yeah, the witches group. So we all came together and um, it just slotted in. There were seven of us, each one was a chakra. We created this magical healing weekend where, um, you know, we just stripped away all of the old barriers. We were super connected with love and it was just, it was just magical. Um, and one of the girls is actually creating a witch festival for females. Oh my God. Oh my God, when is that happening? Um, I think it's February next year in Australia. Damn, if like not everyone is coming to that, that sounds so cool. And so, so yeah, it's great, it's amazing. And I know Katie as well, and I'm actually doing Reiki training with her in September, COVID allowing, which I never thought I would do in my life. I never thought I would do Reiki training, but um, yeah, I've just seen the power of it. So. Could you tell us a little bit about like the different things you're working on and like what the self-love circles are and about your retreat as well. And then a little bit about like the guidance that you're gonna be offering to people. Yeah, well, for the ones that can see, I'm sat in my holistic hair healing studio where I do conscious hairdressing, where I've, um, created services where I combined Reiki training, training, training Reiki um, healing and angel card readings and hairdressing together, bringing ceremony back to the salon because the hair is our psychic antenna. And in that industry, we have lost so much of what it's supposed to be, and it's become about the ego. So I also I'm creating training programs for hairdressers to create more safe space salons and conscious hairdressing. Wow. So that is um, all being put on pause for the time being mm. while we are in lockdown in Sydney, but it's all divine because there is bigger and greater things happening. Also, the self-love workshops that is being put on pause too, but that's what I run with Katie. Mm -hmm. We have got a retreat happening in November on the 11th of the 11th. And um, I have faith, like my guide can say that, that was, that's going ahead. Like, and it, that's actually on a sacred Aboriginal land, the property. So it's so magical. I'm really excited to do that. And the point of difference with our retreats is that we bring fun and play. So it is a self-love retreat for women, but we, we bring self-expression. It's, we're not just all hippie and chill and zen. It's like, no, we are wonderful and magical and play. Mm-hmm. And now I am showing up online. I am sharing my wisdom and um, helping support people throughout the spiritual journey because what I'm seeing now in consciousness is we are all questioning reality. This is a huge spiritual shift that we are witnessing and we are alive for and back in what um back in ancient wisdom going through the spiritual awakening of consciousness everyone has a guide everyone has a mentor to help them through transition through this spiritual journey so yeah i'm showing up for people going through this journey because i know sometimes it can be quite a scary place to be 
there is a lot shifting on the planet and yeah I'm here to hold the space of love and light and bring people back to unconditional love and remind everyone that we are God like we are the universe it is within us and that's why self-love is like my main practice because love is the highest vibration and when we bring it back to self once we change the internal we're able to actually change the external yeah yeah i'm i'm here to support and save and guide and yeah make a difference on this planet i love it and i would definitely hold testament to the fact that like you have some like wisdom definitely from yeah somewhere else like some of the things that you channel are just like so sage and you know inspired and I think they're very timely as well like I think we even did like a chat the other day didn't we and some of the stuff you were saying to me on forgiveness like I have needed to hear those words for such a long time and a lot of people preach on forgiveness and it always felt preachy and the way that you talked about it I've never heard about that before and I think there's a a level of um softness but with really hard-hitting truth that you deliver at the right time with the right way that will really help people for where they need to go to heal to be inspired to do the next right thing and the next right thing and I think it's you know it's going to be a gift that you'll be able to help so many more people now that you're turning more to this as well like the guiding thank you and i've been wanting to be able to to show up and help and especially save my own home country you know i i do have majority i'd say like 60 more towards 60 percent followers from the uk and I feel like the UK is a lot more dense in energies, in people's way of, per, of living and perceiving reality. It can be a lot more challenging um, experience to live in. And I know because I've, I've lived, we know because we've mm. lived it. And we've also had the contrast of, you know, and the blessing of being over here in Australia, which it, it, it is a different energy. So showing up online now, I'm going to be able to help create that ripple effect and um, yeah, hopefully share some perspectives that help people see things and get a better understanding of themselves and of this life and this journey. What a a journey it is. And uh, does it people have to be people that are just on the spiritual journey that comes to you or do you would you help people just generally with like guidance on things that they might need in life and business and work just with a spiritual divine approach would you also do that yeah i love it i love an, an entrepreneurial business mindset um but that's basically what i do as a conscious hairdresser i see and have seen people from all different ages all different sexes and you know it just depends what comes up or what what that person needs in that moment sometimes Mm. people just need space where they don't feel judged yeah and i think that's what being woo is good for because they're like well you're probably a bit weird so and so so, like you make it okay for people to be to just be you know Mm. like we're all different we're all unique yeah hundred percent and what like what's your favorite spiritual modality to help people i love the cards you know and you know and not because more the reason i love the cards are because the people that are skeptics skeptics but curious I'd say, so this is, uh, so I normally have the cards up here, but I've got them here. When, when someone has come and get their hair done, they might look up at the cards and ask a few questions and be like, oh, I've never had this before. And so we'll have a chat about like about them or about life. And, and then I'll be like, would you like to do some cards? And so they're like, yeah, why not? And 
the response it is that the cards are a beautiful bridge a beautiful bridge because people can see it see it with physical evidence they can see things with their eyes so often what i've found is when i've pulled the cards they've mirrored our conversation prior so they and i like this can't be a coincidence like wow this is actually what's happening in my life um so i really like that because it does open people's perspectives and it helps actually give you a little bit of a, a direction so if i'm really struggling or i need to make a decision like i use them for business a lot like i think business coaching with tarot is is beautiful because you can you can play situations out you can get a sense with the body and then with the cards yeah of what direction to go and, and you get your answers I, have, I always thought that'd be a really cool service in its own right like rather than specifically like you know opening it like book me for a tarot session or angel cards I always thought it'd be really interesting to have like create your business plan with um tarot cards and dive tarot reading or like business advisory where you could come and be guided and specifically brand it like I think that would be really interesting I'd 100 i mean i do it anyway yeah yeah i think people just really respond to specific packages on and i know like back when i was doing hustle and heart we were trying to connect people with coaches and mentors i, I wanted to go down the route of um a, a part of that so i think that's when i was learning more into doing woo woo and i didn't know yet and you know i wanted to do like um self um, you know, self-love, higher self coaching for an hour and then break them out into different specific packaging, even though you'd be using a lot of the same modalities. But yeah, I always just thought that I'd be curious to see if anybody like offers it like that, like life coaching with tarot, business coaching with tarot, so that people could see exactly what's in front of them. Actually, that's that's what we do. Um, yeah. But you can even do a 12 month. So a, a nice one, a nice spread that I've done is do you do your 12 months, you get to see um, each month and then you can you can layer onto that though. So then you have a card and you can ask more questions on that month if you wanted to. And I've done it and took a picture and watched it back once the year it was, was done. And wow! I, whoa! <laughs> COVID happened amongst this year and I'm sure it was like the tower on that month. And like, so it's so cool to have to look back on as well uh, and see how your year does unfold and you can narrow it in on specific areas so you can do business love life you can you you can get specific on an area and actually get clear and direct guidance yeah really powerful who would be your dream client to do you know spiritual guidance tarot reading card reading for I was gonna say feel good life because he's my inspiration but then i'm a bit like i'd completely have imposter syndrome because i'm just like he is an extraterrestrial being. Mm. so then i was like you know what young girls i i had an i had i think she was 17 yeah 17 and she come and got a holistic hair experience and that's the only teenager that i've actually give the full package to where we've done the guided meditation and the cards and she was extremely closed off at first and then i i i watched the cards give her permission to open up so yeah i feel like young girls because they're wow. also like, you know, still open to magic, still not fully programmed from like the matrix and, and adults saying you have to be a, like a certain way. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. And imagine like the healing that you could also do on them with Reiki, like that'd be amazing. You just think of like, if like we would have had that, you know? where all of the self-love stuff really like like starts like when you're you're in school like it it, it can be <laughs> quite a hard place 
and if you understood the powers that exist within you and the world and your universe and your guides that you're not alone and mm. be really empowering it's so empowering like I remember being around you know 10 11 years old and I was totally talking to some guides all of the time like they were always I thought they were my invisible friends but they really weren't and you know so it's, it's definitely happening for a lot of kids and it's like programmed out of you like you said but I think I was reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle and she was saying by the age of 10 we have fully accepted the patriarchy subconsciously and women's place in it and also the pressure on our bodies which is why some eating disorders can start around specifically that age which is um just really interesting so I think that work would be so powerful with young girls and young and young boys and yeah wow I wonder how you'd even start that yeah like maybe you could set up like um camps and things like that you know there's like summer camps and like but you could do like summer retreats or like a little retreat for moms and their daughters like you and Katie like a self-love one we've already spoke about it like <laughs> and my friend Rachel she's um, skin to soul by Ray she's a beautician a holistic beautician and um, again our skin like we start getting spots and pimples when we're in school our hair so if you could get people no not people like beauticians and hairdressers that are relatable would yeah. be so holistic that talk about that inner voice doing the mirror work creating rituals in the morning affirmations um i just think that would be so transformational so that is something we have we are manifesting I love it. I love it. And, and affirmations are a big part of it. What are affirmations in your mind and how can people do them without feeling cheesy? Mm. Affirmations are affirmations in my mind. Well, at the minute, I've actually just brought my affirmations down to just stuff that is super simple, which is I am. Mm. And at the minute, it's I am safe. Yeah. I am provided for. Um, like did this in mind like today is like the universe has my back um i am powerful mm. i am worthy you know you just think of the things that you want to embody more of so again that embodiment like an, a, a vibration that you want to step into even if you don't fully believe it you can then still look at the aspects in your life where you are safe i.e oh i've got a home okay yeah. safe or i um i'm powerful well i might not believe i'm powerful in all areas just yet but um i'm really good at you know doing here so i'm powerful at that even you know if you're just tweaking the belief system because sometimes we can think oh i'm saying it but i don't really believe it but there is parts of your life where it's true so if you just align with that truth and keep saying it eventually you reprogram the subconscious to the point where you're like i am powerful <laughs> oh my god yeah absolutely i love it and you know it's it's interesting right because affirmations are mocked a lot in on tv and in the matrix and society and i always felt like oh, I'm not going to do those. Like, I want to repeat what, like, a bunch of sentences to myself about how fucking great I am. Like, no, that feels so horrific. And obviously then I started doing them. <laughs> and it's just a bit of a different experience. Like, on the other side of it, like, I, like, many people have negative voices in my head. Like, we're not talking schizophrenia level hearing voices. It's your own inner critic somebody at some point told you a bunch of bad shit and you believed it or internalized it and what the affirmations have done for me it's really odd how it happens so i will hear like an inner voice being like you are so shit with money and i start going i'm abundant as fuck i'm abundant as fuck i'm abundant as fuck i'm abundant as fuck and i i'll swear in my affirmations um just realized how double printed my eyeliner is i'm going with it um and this is like 3 a.m 6 a.m 9 a.m 10 a.m 11 and it's like the same you know and you're saying powerful like as soon as it comes in like this negative thought being like 
who do you think you are? You're like, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am fucking worthy, I'm so worthy, I'm a winner, I just win. And I go on like rampages of these like affirmations. <laughs> and I started noticing that my thought patterns had literally changed. And you know, people talk about your thoughts changing, your brain changing. I really, really think that if thoughts, I mean, a lot of our thoughts in the subconscious are visual, but like we hear words, right? Because of language and all of that. And I really think, and I don't know the science behind it, and I want to look it up, that affirmations help create new thoughts, which therefore create new neural pathways, which is obviously like in the brain, obviously, which in the brain creates like the paths and the, the linking up and it changes your brain structure. So I no longer think certain thoughts that used to like ruin my life. And I don't know if it's been the same for you. I went on a massive rampage about these affirmations, didn't I? But is that how you feel about them as well? Yeah, they are that powerful. Like, yeah. Literally. Because affirmations, because there's a disconnect sometimes with beliefs and affirmations. So it's like, it's like, it's like thoughts. Um, and words and beliefs like they they have different energies but ultimately it's the belief that you want to change but you just start working your way at it by reprogramming it because again it's all subconscious so it's really powerful like you've done some amazing work with me where it was like write down what are you limiting what are your limiting beliefs at the minute and then write down the opposite and even doing the work yourself you have blind spots and that's why it's so powerful to to ask for help to get someone else to actually get you to to look at your own stuff because the ego mm -hmm. doesn't look at it so like some of the, i don't know what it was i think it was um but it was it was something that that i i i think it was about worth and about taking receiving money um and you just give me like a powerful one because you know i just want to give love and spread love and light but it's like no but you're you're worthy to get paid too and i'm like okay yeah i know that but there's still like something blocking me and yours was like people love invest investing a shitload of money in, <laughs> it um investing in themselves through my work and i like that shifted things the same week for me literally i started saying it because i was like i'm not saying that to myself i wasn't mm. that i wasn't saying it and it worked it, it it's wild yeah and do you know what as you were saying that the cat jumped up at the exact time that there was the crescendo of your affirmation because cats are friggin seven d dimensional beings that that was a bit crazy can't wait to show that and for those who can't see i've now got a, a ginger cat on my neck oh man are you going to keep these cats i know you've adopted them for covid but i mean hello <laughs> are you still excited <laughs> they're so majestic i had egyptian music on the other day because i've got two of them and i had my hands on both of them doing reiki and i was fully plugged in astral traveling that's so cute i'm just taking a photo of it <laughs> but it's now switched over to me because i'm speaking this is what happens when you do live podcast <laughs> i'll have to get another one um what's so yeah affirmations yeah i think you know who taught me that skill was a really great money coach called amanda francis and she has some of the most powerful content out there about self-worth and money and um her book rich as fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all about especially women and our relationships and money and she has so many journaling exercises and that's what she does and it's like you write down a limiting belief so a limiting belief is something that you've decided so for me it was like i'm not good enough to keep or have money i don't deserve it and then I had to write the opposite, which is um, I am so worthy of money and I'll use it to help myself and other people. And then that becomes the belief. It has to become the belief. And the way it becomes the belief is to say it enough times. And for me, I have to repeat it out loud. I know some people like to write it down, but I have to repeat it. And yeah, like I just then created a bunch of these affirmations. So I tell other people to do it too, but it's just really cool when you can learn all of this stuff just from books you're reading. And you know, it's not always even the coaching training or whatever, or you don't do coaching training at any one point, but like you can learn through things like that as well. 
yeah and even just like podcasts like this and audiobooks it's or just youtubes it's it's there's so much free content out there that can transform your life just from um listening to another perspective and actually doing something different what happens when somebody wants to book you how can they book you for reiki and spiritual guidance and whatever else it is that you're doing so at the minute i'm rebranding so there will be a new website and a new instagram coming out very soon Mm -hmm. at the moment um my instagram samantha tune if you just click on my link tree account there is a online service for booking and yeah send me a little message and we can we can do a free um 15 minute connection call as well just to make sure that the energy is aligned um because it's it's all about inspired action and what feels right so yeah yeah love to tune in tune in i know i love it when you do your tuny talks on um instagram it's fun (laughs) yeah well, a lot more of that on its way. Nice. And what would be one message from Source and the Universe that you would like our audience to hear? Get curious if you're not already curious. Start to question your beliefs now more than ever because the minute we become attached, we become disconnected. Yeah, it's really powerful if we can keep disconnecting from outcomes and labeling things and stay in alignment to what's true for you and try to hold as many perspectives as possible for once you shut yourself off from something, then whatever you believe is what you will perceive. Yeah, wow. Right, this is what I'm talking about, people, where she just says stuff that you need to hear right there and then. That's amazing. Um, thank you so much for um, sharing your time and experience and energy with me on the very first Woo Woo podcast. It has been magical. Thank you so much for asking me as well. It's yeah, I'm so honored. Thank you. I'm so grateful the universe allowed our paths to cross in this lifetime. Like how magical. It's crazy, like that you can meet on the other side of the world. Like and once you make the decision to follow your intuition, yeah, it's just all very wild. Yeah, no, it's magical. I can't wait for, for more chats and hangouts. So thank you very much. Thank you so much.